This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Okay, uh, I had uh, some adventures in customer service uh, recently. I thought I'd uh, I thought I'd take you through it because, well, you know, we all like to share our frustrations here and there, don't we? Okay. Um, we, my wife and I, we received a, a notice through the mail from our bank. It's a little bank here in Minnesota called TCF, Twin City Federal, but we just call it TCF Bank, uh, and they call themselves that. Anyway, so they sent us a, a note saying uh, that they're doing some stuff with their their debit card read stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I'm a master of the words, ain't I? I have the best words. I have the best words. They just don't occur to me while I'm talking. Uh, anyway, um, they they were saying that uh, if we had a PIN, that's a personal identification number, that had more than four digits, we would need to get a new PIN with just the four digits. Now, I had a PIN that was six digits. Now, it seemed to me that a four-digit PIN isn't as secure as a six-digit one, but, well, you know, this is what the bank wanted us to do. So I have a job where, you know, I, I don't, most days I don't do a lot other than be there to, in the office to answer the phone and to answer emails and do stuff like that. So most of the time I, you know, I can just kind of, I'm just there. Okay. So I can do stuff. I can draw, putz around on Facebook, although I try not to let that take up my entire day, but, uh, you know, anyway. So I, 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 I bring or I, I go into the office and the first thing I do, you know, to change the pin, is I, I go online and I access my account online. So I log in and I do all that. And I start searching around for the option to change your pin. I can find no such option. If it's there, they don't make it easy for you. So I searched around, searched around, couldn't find it. So then I decided, okay, well, I can't find it here. I guess what I'll do, next step, is to call and see if I can change it over the phone. So I, on my debit card, on the back, it's got the phone number you can call. So I call that number. 
uh, get through and of course it's an automated system and they ask you to enter your account number or the number on your debit card so I put in the number on the card and then they ask for my pin and I enter my pin uh, they tell me what my balance is in my primary account and then they start saying what would you like to do and they start saying you know options and I'm not hearing change pin as one of the options and the, and it's one of those where you can talk back to it you can say what you know so they listen for the words that the, that you can say so I, I said change pin and the, the computer tells me I don't know what you mean I said, I said really you don't and they said no I have no idea what you mean by change pin and I said well you know I gotta change my pin I don't know so I figure okay uh, I'll, I'll I'll, I'll talk to a person. Can I talk to a person? And the thing says, what? What's that mean? And I said, well, I want to talk to a person. And they say, huh? Person? What's that? And I just, you know, a human. A human? I don't know what a human is. And then I hit zero. The number zero on the keyboard. Or the, you know, the phone thing. Hit zero. And then it sends me through to customer service. Which, you know, okay, I should have done that right away, I suppose. But, you know, I wanted to talk to the automated system and see how they, see if they could, you know, do it. But now, okay, so I get to a human being. And I tell them what I'm trying to do. I said, I got a notice from you guys to change my pin. I'm trying to do it, but I can't, there's no, I can't figure out how to do it over the phone. And they say, oh, sure, we can help you with that. And so I'm asked, they say, they say don't tell us, don't tell me what your pin number is but how many digits is your pin number and I said it's six or pin just pin not pin number because it's personal identification number so saying pin number is like saying personal identification number number it's pin okay so it's six digits and he says oh yes you're gonna have to change it to four so okay all right I, I knew that but okay and so then she says well what you this is what you got to do you'll call back to the automated system and then you enter these numbers, these numbers, you do three, and then two, and then four, and then one. And I said, okay, I'll try that. Now, I should have asked for clarification. I assumed, and when you make an assumption, you know what to do. You make an ass of you and mumption. But I assumed that when you, when I was going to call back in, you know, uh, I would be prompted to pick an item from the list and I would press a button press the number that they would tell me to press and it would be three and then they'd give me another menu and then it'd be two and so on well I called back I enter my card number I enter my pin number and they tell me my balance and then they start asking me what I want to do but they don't give me any options with any numbers and I'm like uh, what uh, what huh I, I don't get this, so I hung up. And I thought, okay, what am I supposed to do now? Press the... So I, I said, all right, I think this is what I got to do. I think I just need to just press in the three right away. You know, I thought I thought maybe I'd wait till the third option uh, that that they would they would tell you, and then I'd repeat that. So maybe that would get me there. But then when you... Okay, so I call back in. Enter my account number put in my pin number or my pin sorry put in my pin and they give me my balance and then they start to spiel and I don't hear the third option doesn't sound like it's the right thing so I hit three I just hit three and it says 
you want to transfer funds? And I said, no. <laughs> so then they go back, it goes back, and it starts to give me the options again. And I, I press three again. You want to transfer funds? I know. It's a definition of crazy to do the same thing over and over expecting different results. So call me crazy. So I, you know, I said, no, I don't want that. So zero, back to customer service. I get a different person this time, and I tell them the story again. I was told to do this. It's not working. I mean, it doesn't even give you number options. It says to say this. It doesn't say say this or press number one. It just says say this. And so they say, oh, what you have to do is when you, you know, when they start giving you options, you just press in three, two, four, one, you know, right in, in succession, right there, boom, boom, boom. You know, you just do it. So, oh, and I kind of chuckle and I say, okay, I'll try that. So I hang up, call back in, I put in the card number, I put in the pin, it tells me my balance, and then it starts to give me options, and I just, three, two, four, one. You want to transfer funds? No! <laughs> Zero, back to customer service. <clears throat> I get a third person. And I said, I told them the story, and they said, oh, well, what you're supposed to do is when you call back and they start, you know, you, you, you get in, you sign in or whatever, and when they start to give you options, you say, uh, uh, you say, main menu. And then you say, uh, debit card help. And then you say, other uh, card services. And then change PIN. And then you can change your pin. I said, okay. <laughs> I thought this would have been easier, but okay, I'll try that. I call back. I enter the account, or the you know, the card number. I enter the pin. It tells me my balance, and it starts giving me options. I say, uh, main menu, and it starts giving me other options. And I say, credit card help, and it starts giving me other options. I say, other card service, and then it gives me other options. And one of them is change pin and I say change pin and then it says enter your current pin I do that and then it says enter the new pin I do that enter it again bing 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 and it's set I'm done now the third customer service person did say if that doesn't work well then the, the best thing you should do is go to an ATM or come to a branch I you know Maybe I'm just a spoiled American that wants everything so simple. You know, that wants it easy. You know, it's just, it, it's just, there should be a way to do this online. I mean, I complained about it on Facebook, and people said, well, couldn't you do it online? And I said, no, I couldn't find ChangePin online. I tried that. That was the first thing I tried. And they, they said, well, you know, I went through the same, somebody else said, I went through the same thing, and I ended up having to go to an ATM. Or some people said that, oh, I just do it at an ATM. It's real easy. And I said, like, yeah, but it, I would have to go to an ATM. Here, I'm at my office. I could just use the phone. Isn't that... I mean, doesn't that make sense? Let's just use the phone. Or do, since you can't do it online, use the phone. Or at least I couldn't find it. And so use the phone. You know, I, I don't like the idea of 
okay, I got to go to an ATM and do it, or I have to go to a branch and do it. Although I'm sure going to the branch would be easy. You walk in, you go up to the teller, say, I need to change my pen, and they'd say, okay, sure, uh, swipe your card, swipe it, and then put in your, your current pen, and then they just talk you through it and go real quick and easy. But you still have to go to the branch. Call me lazy. Now we have to change my wife's pen. <laughs> but this time, I know what to do. I, you know, it's a service economy. It's the kind of stuff you have to put up with. But you'd think they, you know, make it easy for your customers. Why, why wasn't this something? They may have a reason of why it's not obvious to how to do it online, or if it is possible to do it online, or if it's not possible to do it online. Well, then why isn't it possible to do it online? Just go in, log in, and do it online. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Let me tell you. So it's a difficult life. It's hard out here for if you're a pedant. <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about COVID-19 a little bit again. I talked about it last week. Hopefully to be, you know, rational and and try to allay some fears from the the information I've learned. Uh, and about this this latest uh, 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 pandemic threat, and uh, and I pretty much boil it down to you know, the official position here at Dimland Radio is: don't panic, wash your hands. It's that simple. Don't panic, wash your hands. Yeah, if you're sick, if you're sick and you're able to stay home from work, you know if you get sick days. Not all of us do. Of course, I'm the only one in the office, so it really doesn't, you know, I just go in if I'm, and suffer. Unless I'm really, really sick. But then, uh, so, uh, anyway, it, it, it's difficult out here for a pedant because, um, sorry about the shuffling papers, uh, because the news media has decided to call COVID-19 coronavirus, which is, which is the is the kind of virus that uh, COVID-19 is. It's within this is umbrella term that's coronavirus, human coronavirus, if you want to go full. And there are other coronaviruses out there. They've been there in the past, and, they're, and this is just a different strain of it. And for a pedant like me, I said, like, damn it, call it COVID-19. Stop calling it coronavirus. But it's what they've latched on to. I don't know, maybe it sounds more sexy, uh, but it's what they've grabbed, and it's what they're going with, and I guess it's going to be, you know, that's, you know, don't get into that, don't try to battle that, you know, tilt that windmill, just go ahead and just, okay, 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 you know, you have to deal with it when you're a pedant. I know, influ people could say the same thing about the, about the flu and influenza. Uh, influenza is, sort, is, is, a, is, a, is an umbrella for a whole bunch of strains of, of influenza. There's the H1N1 was a big one a couple few years ago, and then there's the more colloquial names like you know swine flu and avian flu or bird flu, that kind of stuff, which isn't they aren't technical names, but you know that's they've been called that. But I guess I grandfather in the flu because it was a, it's just always been called the flu since I was born. So it's it's it ha it doesn't raise the hackles on this pedant as far as that goes. But for some reason this coronavirus thing just bugs me. I'm I'm dealing with it. But it's not easy. It's hard out here for a pedant. But um, the, the other reason I wanted to mention 
coronavirus <laughs> or COVID-19 again is that there is some more information out there. Now, I'm going to link to this stuff on the show notes page. Uh, I still have the same ender at the end of the show. I know. Get to it, Dim. Get it done. Well, I'm trying, but, I, you know, I'll get it. So uh, when I say at the end of the show, go to dimland.com and click on the blog option. It's not that anymore. Go to dimland.com and click on the show notes option, and you'll get to the show notes. So on the show notes, there will be links to... Uh, there's an interview of Dr. Paul Offit. I believe it's a CNN interview, uh, and he's talking about uh, you know about this infection that's going around the world and how it's, it's kind of scary. But we he's he's talking be calm. He's essentially saying don't panic, wash your hands. Uh, he's essentially saying that, and he's talking about how the mortality rate is coming down. It's not that much higher than regular flu, uh, but regular flu has taken you know something like 19,000, at least 19,000 lives in America, as many as 46,000 lives in America since October of last year. But we're not running through the streets screaming about the flu, and people are walking around saying, oh, I never get a flu shot, <laughs> and yet they're worried about this COVID-19. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll link to that that video. It's uh, it's nice. It's good. Get some good information from him. He knows he knows what he's talking about. He's an actual doctor. Uh, there's also a link to uh, the podcast Science Verses, which uh, has uh, an update on it. It's a little. It's a tad more alarmist than um, than than Dr. Paul Offit is, but it's still reassuring and it's got good information. So listen to that. And then there's a nice fun piece by John Oliver. On the HBO show called uh, I don't know, Last Week Tonight, or is that what it's called? Anyway, so he does a 20-minute piece on talking about COVID-19 and and some of it. Some of it's really funny. It's a little alarming. It's but not too too much so. I mean, the whole idea is to balance, to take it seriously, but don't panic. Yeah, it's it's you know, don't shrug it off. It's just be careful. Do some common sense type stuff. Wash your hands. Just wash your hands. And when you do wash your hands. Use soap and water, and you know turn off the water and just soap up your hands and wash for about 20 seconds. That means like sing the happy birthday song to yourself twice, and that's you'll and and don't sing it super fast. <laughs> sing it at about the pace you would sing it to somebody when you're singing them happy birthday. You know, so just a couple of times and then rinse your hands off well and then dry them nicely, and that that that'll help. Be careful not to touch your eyes, nose, and mouth. Especially if you haven't washed your hands, be careful. You know, that's I mean that's that's good stuff to do no matter what. Whether you whether we have some terrible infection, illness running rampant over the world or not, just it's it's just a smart thing to do. Wash your hands. Uh, okay, so and then um, I do have a couple other things uh, related to to this this whole panic that's going on. Uh, but I'll have to get to those <laughs> in a moment because I'm going to take my first break. How about that? You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network. I will be back after this break.
Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and, of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio's Red-Headed Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. I don't matter, you don't matter, neither does this mindless clatter. It don't matter where you're from, what matters is your uniform. And welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, talking a little bit more about this COVID-19, the dreaded disease that's going to destroy the world. No, it's not. Don't panic. Wash your hands. Uh, There was something on Facebook that was shared by one of the local news stations, and it was um, something related to this, this illness. And uh, I don't know if it was, um, I'm trying to remember if it was, uh, if a case had been identified. There has been a case, a presumptive case. They're not certain yet, at least as of today, um, if it's uh, the first case of uh, COVID-19 showing up here in Minnesota. But, um, you know, it's presumptive at this point. But this was some other, just some other deal about it. And people started commenting uh, what was going on there. And I think I might have said, don't panic, wash your hands. Uh, but there was uh, the conspiracy theorists got in there. Oh, boys and girls. <sighs> the conspiracy theorists. They're just a special breed. <laughs> they're intelligent people. You know, They're not necessarily crazy or delusional. Meh, meh, maybe. <laughs> but they just see the world differently. And you can't, you can't, you can't talk them out of it. In most cases. Maybe... On a rare case, somebody finds their way out of conspiracy thinking. But boy, I tell you. Uh, some, uh, uh, a person, uh, I'll call her Sarah, because that's her name, uh, she shared a, uh, a meme, an image of, uh, of a, it was a photograph of the, uh, the uh, of a Lysol can, and it shows, it's a list of, uh, viruses and germs that uh, Lysol will kill. 
And now I couldn't find the exact one again. I'll try, but I did find one that's related to it, which I'll, I'll put up on the show notes page. And the one that uh, Sarah shared um, showed that it's... Um, uh, the list has a whole bunch of names like you know herpes simplex, you know that on there, uh, whatever you know staphylococcus. What I I can't names I can't remember how to pronounce. And uh, there's a finger pointing to the words human coronavirus. There's a finger pointing to that, and then on top of the image at the top it says on the back of a can of Lysol, and at the bottom it says that was purchased last year. And this is presented as some sort of conspiracy that, you know, I, I'm not sure what. <laughs> I mean, the one that I found has a, has a headline in here saying, Lysol and Clorox, what, oh, let's see, I'm start again. Lysol and Clorox wipes fight human coronavirus. How did they know about a virus we knew nothing about? Um, they being the you know, they, you know, they, and we being the rest of us. Well, the rest of us aren't studying disease. Uh, the rest of us aren't producing products that are meant to, you know, disinfect surfaces. So, you know, the rest of us aren't needing to be up to date on this particular end of science, medical science. But Lysol and Clorox, if they want their products to be effective to do what they claim that they do, to, to disinfect, they should know about the kinds of stuff that is out there that could be disinfected. So they would know about human coronavirus. It's been around for a while. Uh, the meme that was shared by Sarah seemed to suggest that there was something nefarious about you know, there was, it seemed to be suggesting, at least I think, that there was no coronavirus before, but now there is. But they had this already? Hmm. Were they planning on stri you know, striking us with this coronavirus? Was this something that they made to send into the world? I, I think that's what she's suggesting. Maybe. I could be wrong. And I addressed her. I said, Sarah, you, you remember SARS? Do you remember MERS? Those were both types of coronavirus. I said the the one that we're concerned about now is called COVID-19. You know, we've known, you know, medical science has known about coronavirus for a long time. Her response was to say that this was all a plot by George Soros, which gives you her political bent. You see, if they're if they're saying that uh, George Soros is behind all the terrible things in the world, you can bet that that person that's saying that is right wing. However, the left wingers they've got their boogeyman, and it's you know the Koch brothers, or Rupert Murdoch, you know one of those. So, and I'm sure there are other you know for the for the right wingers there are probably other left wing you know, liberal sources to be feared, uh, like George Soros, but I can't think of them. George Soros seems to be the big one. And you know, it's just they. And I, I saw that, and she, she put some link up to it, and she said he ordered this to be released last month, and all this blah blah blah, like release the disease, like you know. Again, it's like they, 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 the coronavirus just came out of nowhere, and it's George Soros who told them to release it into the world, and just Lysol was just prepared for it because of 
I don't know, reasons? That's the kids like to say. And once I saw that reaction, I went, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to cut my losses. <laughs> and I said, Sarah, there's no reasoning with you. Good day. And left it at that. I had other people come at me a little bit, uh, but Sarah didn't. She, she, she said her piece and she left me alone. I was kind of hoping she wouldn't. So that, see, so that I could respond, I said good day. But I didn't get that chance to do that. Oh, well. Yeah, it's don't get involved with conspiracy theorists. It's tough. It happens to me once in a while. I forget, and then next thing you know, oh, no, I'm knee-deep with a conspiracy theorist, and I, I just, I, you know. But let's turn to Atheist Corner, shall we? What do we have this time in Atheist Corner, uh, Dim? Well, let me tell you what we have. Uh, we have a wonderful, wonderful headline. And this, this too, is related to the whole COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, this comes from the uh, Catholic New York website. It, it, it bills itself as America's largest Catholic newspaper. It's online, but yeah, you know what I mean. You know what they mean. Now, this was posted on March 2nd, which happens to be my parents' 63rd wedding anniversary. 63 years! Numerologists put your calculators away. Uh, can you believe they've been married 63 years? I We have an employee who works for us. His grandparents were married for 83 years. 83 years. His grandfather lived to be 103 years old. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's insane. Anyway, uh, so this is written by Cindy Wooden. It's I'll link to this on the show notes. Uh, it's a it's a longer article, but it's kind of a it's a it's several items put under one un, under one headline, and the headline is wonderful. It's just it's just wonderful. The headline is. Lourdes Shrine closes healing pools as precaution against coronavirus. Did you get that? I'll read it again. Lourdes Shrine closes healing pools as a precaution against coronavirus. Uh, now, in case you know what the Lourdes Shrine, it's Our Lady of Lourdes. It's over there in France. I guess in a town called Lourdes. And uh, the Virgin Mary showed up at some point, and I don't know, there's some pools over there that people who are sick and looking for miracle cures, they go over and get in the pool or splash some water on their face and hope it cures them, right? All right, well, I think you're getting where I'm going. Uh, so I, it's, uh, let me read just the first two paragraphs. The two paragraphs are the all, uh, only bit of this article that deals with the headline. So it says, uh, as the number of people testing positive for the coronavirus in Europe continued to grow, the French shrine of Our Lady of Lourdes announced that pilgrims were still welcome, but the pools the sick bathed in hoping for healing would be closed temporarily. Our first concern will always be the safety and health of the pilgrims and the shrine's working community, said a note posted February 28th, on the Shrine's website. As a precaution, the pools have been closed until further notice. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? 
These are pools people come to to be healed from disease. And they're shutting them down because they don't want people to get a disease. <laughs> Apparently God can't or won't deal with COVID-19. So that, nope, not touching it. You're on your own. And you know, all these miracle healing things, you know, they, 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 they tend to heal things like cancer. You know, the cancer that, that could go into remission on its own without any kind of medical intervention. It could. It's rare, but it could, depending on the cancer. It can happen. Or it can go into remission with the help of you know, medical interventions. Yeah. But it's never growing back a severed limb. It's never um, reversing the effects of Down syndrome. From somebody, it's never that. It's always some illness that could just get better on its own. You know, somebody could show up there with COVID nineteen, being sick and coughing, all that, splash some water on their face, and in a week to ten days, get better because most people who get it will get better. And they'll say, "Hey, I was cured by Lourdes." No, you just got better. It's just most people will. It's just a few like 20% will have some complications. 2% at this point, it's about 2%, maybe a little more, could die. But I guess that number's coming down, as I said earlier, uh, that Paul Offit was telling us, as, it, as the infection spreads through the world, we're seeing the fatality rate actually going down. So, <laughs> I thought that was fun. You know, and it's a nice little visit to Atheist Corner. I don't get to do that very often. I got another visit to Atheist Corner, or another little bit here, uh, which is just, let me tell you. Uh, you remember Jim Baker? Uh, this is gonna, there's going to be a rant midway through this. So uh, be prepared for that. Um, the, uh, the headline for this article, which comes from uh, uh, an NBC affiliate, uh, Channel 4, uh, from New York. It's from their website. The headline says, Televangelist gets New York cease and desist o over misleading COVID-19 cure clam. Uh, claim, not clam, claim. And, and kudos to the site for calling it COVID-19. Ten points. Ten points for getting that in the headline. Uh, this is written by Kiki Intara Suwan. Uh, this was March 6th. 2020, so it's the date that, that I'm recording this show, actually. Uh, so I'll just I'll read the article to you. Now remember, there's a rant coming in here. The Jim Baker Show could be in trouble after it promoted a product with misleading claims that it could possibly help stop spread the, spread the coronavirus. Oops, wait a minute. They said coronavirus there. Okay, take five points away from that ten points. Oh, oh, well, okay, keep the 10 points. You, you did call it COVID-19 in the headline. Keep the 10 points. I, I, I'm feeling generous. The New York Office of Attorney General on Tuesday sent a cease and desist letter to televangelist James Baker asking the TV program to immediately stop promotion and false advertising of its Silver Solution products, which contain silver particles. The letter came after Baker invited naturopathic doctor... Cheryl Selman, doctor, naturopathic doctor. She's not a doctor. 
She can call herself a doctor. She's not a doctor. Naturopaths aren't doctors. Okay? They're not. They can call themselves that. It's like a chiropractor can call themselves a doctor. But they're not doctors. Yeah. They're not. It's not science. It's, it's, we, we believe it works. But it's not science. Anyway. Uh, Cheryl Silman, Selman, on the show, uh, she had him, oh, okay. she was on the show to talk about the benefits of silver solution. For years, Selman has been promoting claims that colloidal silver can help with a variety of illnesses, including E. coli, fungal infections, STDs, malaria, and even the plague. Which, what is the plague? Because it's kind of, they're not, anyway, that's not, let's not get bogged down. When asked about uh, whether Silver Solution, sold on the Jim Baker Show's website, is effective against novel coronavirus, uh, uh, Selman responded, Let's say it hasn't been tested on this strain of the coronavirus, but it's been tested on another strain of the coronavirus and has been able to eliminate it within 12 hours. On its website, Silver Solution says its products could promote a stronger immune system, quicker healing, and help support overall wellness. Weasel words. <laughs> they can't actually make medical claims. They can't. They, they, so that's why they say it could promote stronger immune system and quicker healing. That it could help support overall wellness. They can't really make some claims. Uh, the claims are completely false, according to the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health. Now, this is where the rant comes in. Complementary and integrative health. You know what complementary and integrative medicine is? It's not medicine. No, it's not. You know what it is? It's, it, it's, it's ideas like that come out of naturopathy. It comes out of homeopathy. It comes out of you know chiropractic. It comes out of all these pseudo-medicines. And they attach themselves to complement or to be integrated with actual medicine, science-based medicine, stuff that has been shown to work. It attaches itself to it so that when somebody, let's say they have cancer, and... They, you know, they, they get the surgery, they get chemo, they get radiation, they go through the course, and, and they, get, they go into remission. At the same time as they were getting the science-based medicine, they were doing some, you know, they were, they were holding a rose crystal up their ass. And the people that promoted the rose crystal, put that crystal up your ass while you're getting all this stuff, and, and your cancer will be cured. So when they go into remission, having having nothing to do with that, you know, piece of quartz up their ass, they they can they can the people who promote that kind of stuff can claim, well, see, 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 it was part of that. See, they can piggyback on the success of actual medicine. That's the whole thing of complementary and integrative medicine and health. That's the whole damn thing about it. So they can piggyback on and make it look like, yeah, it's working. So you know, so people patients can waste their money. 
and maybe maybe something that's being given to them will counteract what the other the real medicine is supposed to be doing. You know, like St. John's wort has been shown to, you know, to be uh, something that interferes with other kinds of medicine. And it's one of the favorite things of naturopaths and all those, you know, all that bullshit. So it's just, ugh. So this, this news station goes to, goes to pseudoscience to back up the idea that this silver solution doesn't work. So I have to at least give credit to the, to this, this pseudoscience for saying, no, 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 that silver stuff doesn't work. Because they do go on to say, silver has no known function or benefits in the body when taken by mouth. Um, silver is not a nutritionally essential mineral or a useful dietary supplement. So at least they, they say that. So I give them, give them credit for that, half credit for that. But they still, but, but our other bullshit orgs. <laughs> uh, the New York Office of Attorney General's letter. Uh, let's see. Uh, was written by uh, the uh, health bureau care health care bureau chief Lisa Landrew, uh, or Landau. Sorry, uh, ordered Baker to add a disclaimer that the silver products have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Actually, I have the disclaimer. I have the disclaimer right nearby, but now it's not. Oh, damn it! Uh, the disclaimer is. This product is not intend, has not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. It's not intended to diagnose, prevent, treat, or cure any disease, which is the long way of saying this product is bullshit. Probably bullshit. So I'll put the probably in there. I'll put a little weasel word in there to say it was probably bullshit. Because it can't be 100% because maybe it's not bullshit. Uh, what's next? Uh, let's see. Uh, they want him to put that claimer in there. Requests for comments of the J Baker Show and from Selman were not immediately returned. Uh, the World Health Organization has previously noted that there is not yet a cure or vaccine for the coronavirus. The best thing you can do to prevent the illness is to wash your hands, avoid contact with anyone who's sick. Uh, risk of contacting COVID-19 remains low for the majority of people in New York State and the country. So... Yeah, that's just great. You know what else is just great? It's time for my next break. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I'll return after this break. I'll be Hornswoggled. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what? You think you went off to college or something? On ZTalkRadio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Wash your hands often to reduce the spread of germs and disease. To wash your hands properly, wet them, apply a quarter-sized amount of liquid soap, and rub them together for about the time it takes to sing the Happy Birthday song twice. Wash the front and back, in between your fingers, and under your nails. Dry them with a paper towel if possible, and then use the paper towel to turn off the faucet and open the door. 
If soap and water aren't available, use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. A message from the CDC. When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. We give those other guys the finger. You're listening to Talk Radio Network. Oh, hi. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. He was sneaking up on me there. I was getting things prepared, and I found my, my disc, FDA disclaimer. I, I, I have that printed out, and I keep it there so that I can refer to it on occasion for the show. And I, I actually, I remembered the order of the, uh, of the uh, this is not meant to uh, uh, diagnose treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I, I, I think I, I think I remembered the order. Isn't that great? That's great. That's great, Tim. Oh, boy. They were told there would be no math. Um, you know, people make mistakes. People trip on something. They, there are gaffes. It happens to me. It happens to you. It happens. But sometimes you you were you would hope that somebody would be paying a little closer attention. I have an audio clip to play for you, and hopefully I don't play it too loudly because I haven't had a chance to check the uh, levels. But we'll see how it how it goes. Um, just recently. Uh, on uh, the, the on this program called the Eleventh Hour, which is on MSNBC, and it's hosted by Brian Williams. He had a guest on who uh, na- uh, her name is uh, Mara Gay. She is on the editorial board of the New York Times. So we have two journalists talking. Uh, they were at the time they were talking about Mike Bloomberg and about his buying his way uh, into the uh, you know the Democratic. Uh, nomination, at least trying to, but he has since dropped out of the race. Like, oh, they dropped like flies after Super Tuesday. Oh, they dropped like flies. <laughs> I, 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 I put in an absentee ballot, you know, to vote early for the pi- the primary, and uh, and I voted for uh, our senator uh, here in Minnesota, our senior senator, uh, Amy Klobuchar, voted for her, and she dropped out of the race before the <laughs> for election day, before the primary day. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? Uh, you know, that's what. It, that's what. What are you gonna do? Uh, nevertheless, okay. So they were talking about the money that Bloomberg has spent, and listen closely. Okay, uh, I'm gonna play this, and uh, hopefully it won't be uh, won't blow your ears out. So uh, let's see how how a lot have I got this. Uh, let's bring it down a little bit. Okay, here we go. Are we going to play this clip? This is Brian Williams talking to uh, Mara Gay. But you see it as a possibility if he wants to spend a billion bucks beating this guy, he could do it. Absolutely. Um, Somebody tweeted recently that um, actually with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. got it. Let's put it up on the screen. When I read it, 
uh, tonight on social media, it kind of all became clear. Bloomberg spent $500 million on ads, U.S. population $327 million. Uh, don't tell us if you're ahead of us on the math. He could have given each American $1 million and have had lunch money left over. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's disturbing. Yes, it's disturbing that you guys didn't pay attention to the math. It is an incredible way of putting it. Now, it's it can sneak past you. It's not... It can. But let's think about what they said. And let me tell you, when I will link to an article where you can look at the video of them talking, and Mara Gabe looks like... She looks so pleased that they're going to show the graphic of a tweet that was sent out by... What's the guy's name or the person's name? It's a journalist named uh, Makita Rivas set this tweet that's the, that was the person who did the tweet um so the graphic shows up and brian williams reads it he makes him a, he throws in the word lunch in the in the money thing lunch money it's, it's there's no word lunch in there but um 500 million dollars mike bloomberg has spent on the advertising for his attempt to get the nomination to to run uh, for president for the democrats 500 million dollars there are 327 million Americans. 500, 500 million? 327 million. There's no way you could give each of the 327 million people a million dollars. And have it come to 500 million dollars. It'd be more like I don't. I don't know what it'd be. I'm not going to do any more math because I, you know, better better to keep your mouth shut and have people think you a fool than open it and remove all doubt. Right? Somebody said that. I did just then, but somebody else said it. Okay. Five hundred million dollars. Three hundred million people. You three hundred million. Three hundred twenty-seven million people would each get of that if if he were to just give each person money a bit of money. Of, instead of uh, running those ads, each person would get a dollar and fifty-three cents, not a million dollars. He could give five hundred people a million dollars, and then it would be five hundred million dollars. That's bad math. But the thing about it is that, and again, I'm saying you know people make mistakes. There's gaffes. There's goof ups. Things happen. Uh, we all do it, and and if you look at that, I showed it to my wife or you know, played the clip for my wife, and it took her it took her a little bit, and I had this kind of say, you know five hundred million, and so oh right, uh, and my son he he knew about it, and he said yeah, he said but at first you look at it and you think wow yeah that's right, and then she said you have to think about it for a bit, so it's it's not always just right there obvious, for some people it would be. Others, it's not, but it's there, and obviously these journalists couldn't figure that out. You got a journalist tweeting this out. You've got two journalists talking about it, and not those. There's three people there, but it didn't just get past them. It had to get past the the producers that work on that news program, or the director. Somebody had to prepare the graphics to put up on the screen. There wasn't one person to raise their hand. They must have a copy editor. Not one person would raise their hand and say, uh, are we sure on the math on this? <laughs> and Not one person. And it goes through all that. I don't know how many eyeballs had to look at that and still not see it, and it got on the air. 
Uh, to their credit, though, I will give credit where credit's due. Brian Williams, they got back from an ad break, and he self-deprecatingly said, you know, you know, he said something about he and Mara having getting the same grades in math, and realized what it was was a he could he could still he could give every American a dollar and still have money left over. He, he didn't say exactly those words, but that wasn't what the tweet said. The tweet said the tweet was wrong, <laughs> and they d- didn't see it. And it, it, it's just yeah. The, it, luckily, they apologized and and they took it out of the later broadcasts for the show, so just to not keep perp, you know sending around bad information. But it's just um, yeah. Somebody needs to do the math. And that also got me thinking. Somebody did the math after they were on the air. <laughs> Somebody during their ad break said, uh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe because it was live, maybe somebody tweeted in or sent them a message saying, uh, you better check your math on that. <laughs> maybe that's what happened. But if, if it was somebody that, you know, spoke up and said, you know, guys, uh, that's not, the math isn't right. They said, well, why didn't you say something earlier? Well, I, I don't know. Oh, let me tell you. What time is it? What time am I supposed to quit doing this? Okay. Uh, I'm going to run through uh, some cool things. There's some cool things. I want to end the show with some cool things. Um, first cool thing is uh, there's an... Uh, everybody knows that my favorite band is The Who, right? You all know that. Uh, but I have... But not many people, not as many people, know that my second favorite band could be uh, considered to be uh, XTC. It depends on my mood. But yeah, XTC is pretty close. to Pretty solid to say second favorite band. There might, depending on my mood, I might say The Jam or Buzzcocks. But yeah, XTC, I think, edges them out most of the time. And uh, XTC was uh, um, a band that just uh, was appreciated by other musicians. Didn't really get a big following in the states um did better in in the uk and in europe but you know they had their big hit in the states which was the song dear god which was kind of a fluke it was a b-side andy partridge the uh, the principal songwriter for the band xtc he wrote that song but he wasn't altogether pleased with how it worked lyrically but they recorded it put it on a b-side and then some dj i think in texas discovered the song, started playing it, and that just sort of started this rippling, and the next thing you know, the, po- the song's getting popular, so they make a video for it, and it becomes, they could rightly be called, at least in America, a one-hit wonder, because their one hit was Dear God. But they're so much deeper than, than that. They, they, they're really good. They're a really excellent band. And back in 1995, a tribute album was produced, uh, you know, to pay tribute to the to the band, and it featured artists such as the Crash Test Dummies, which I never cared for, never cared for them. Uh, Sarah McLaughlin, Joe Jackson, um, and let's see, I can't read that. <laughs> they might be giants. Was one of them, and I'd heard of those. There were other people on it. There were eleven songs on the tribute, and there was a track on there called "The Good Things," which I thought, gee, I. I thought I knew all the XTC songs, or at least most of them. Never heard of the good things. By a band called Terry and the Love Men. Terry and the Love Men. Well, that's XTC. <laughs> they they did a, a song, a new song, as a tribute to themselves. <laughs> and that's that seems to be about right for their sense of humor, if you know the band at all. 
Okay, but that was in 1995. Well, just this week, an, another tribute album has come out. It's got 49 tracks on it. Not one musical artist on there is one that I recognize. Not one. Not a one. That just means I'm way out of it. <laughs> and it's all covers of XTC songs, and it's wonderful. Uh, so far, I, have, I haven't gotten through all of them, but I've got through a few. And I know Sarah McLaughlin sings uh, a song, an XTC song, but um, she's the only female voice on that tribute album. This one has a lot more female voices, and I'm you, some of them, it's like, wow, it's just awesome to hear a female voice taking the lead, uh, doing an interpretation of an XTC song. I think it's great, and it's just, it's just terrific. I'll link to it. You can check it out. The next thing is uh, there are there are two videos I'll link to that um, are wildlife videos. Uh, a, a fellow set up a trail camera, high-definition imaging uh, with a microphone, set it up on a, uh, on a on a trail out there in the wilderness that looks at this fallen tree that's gone across this little creek and just set it there and just and just you know let it record anything coming by and it's uh, it, there's, there's two videos the first one's uh, just under four minutes the next one's five minutes something and it just shows all these animals coming by there's birds and there's and there's there's bears and there's uh, uh, bobcat hey the three bees uh, there's a beaver that's another bee uh, otters I think uh, it could be a wolf or a, a coyote there might be a fox it's it's hard I couldn't quite identify every animal that that you see but it's it's so cool there's a squirrel uh, in in one video at the first video the squirrel um, jumps and lands on top of the camera and it's one of the coolest looking things. It looks odd too that it's coming right at you. Um, you know, a bear checks out the camera without really, you know, of course they don't know it's a camera. It's a bear. What does a bear know? But it's just, it's neat. And you see the creek rise and, and rise and uh, rise up when the, the the spring waters are coming through. So it gets really rapid and it goes, it overtakes the log. And then there's some shots where it's winter and there's snow uh, and the animals are crunching through the snow and that's cool. Uh, and one of the coolest things within this whole cool thing is there's a, um, and my friend Craig uh, identified the bird for me, I believe it's called a great blue heron. It's one of those crane neck kind of, you know, long neck birds. Uh, it's got a very tapered head with a long beak. The beak is about as long as the head, you know, and, it's, and so it, it, it comes into camera and it begins to move across. The, the camera and it's and its head at one point its head just kind of it just gets right toward the 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 right edge of the uh, of the of the frame and it stops and it holds right there while the rest of its body its neck pulls under its uh, under the head and the rest of the body comes along with the neck but the head doesn't even move it stays right there I don't know how that's possible. There's, there's not even it's the slightest. It stays right in the exact spot. Oh, maybe there's, I don't know. Maybe there's a, like a hair width movement. I doubt it because it's just it's 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 so cool. It's so fascinating. I'll link to that on the show notes. And the last cool thing is um, the Mars rover, one of our robot probes up there on on Mars which is 155.35 million miles away from Earth, 
has sent back a nice high-definition panoramic photograph of the surface of Mars. You can see the rock formations and, and the dirt and sand and, and such on the ground. You see a, a, a bit of the, the, the sky, which is, which is blue. And it's, what's cool about the picture is it looks familiar and strange at the same time. It does look like it could be someplace on Earth, but then it doesn't quite look like it could be someplace on Earth. It's it's weird, uh, and it's just it's just like I keep saying, it's so cool. And I mean, and I want you to stand back a little bit here, and be prepared. Be prepared for this because, um, as I said, it's one hundred fifty-five point three five million miles from the planet Earth. And it's a picture of this of the surface of Mars. Okay? So are you braced? Are you ready? <clears throat> I'm gonna do this. We live in a time when we can see a photograph of the of the surface of another planet we we live in that time and that is fucking awesome good night our doctor good night frau blucher and we got there by science we didn't get our way we didn't pray our way up there we got there by science remember kids be skeptical extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence this has been dimland radio on the z talk radio network at ztalkradio.com and i'm your host jim dr dimfit simmons reminding you to sleep with the lights off check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell.